הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים של דרנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני הפרק קדוש שבארץ המה, ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסוד עולם נחה נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופייגי בן שמחה נע נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. I believe, yeah, just to confirm, it's a one, one conversation section in which uh, Rabbi Nathan finds a manuscript written by one of the students of Rabbeinu. It wasn't written properly or it wasn't written in order. There was a few things missing out. And Rabbi Nathan decided to copy them or to take out from that manuscript what he thought was fitting to, to write. Um, I believe this happened, by the way, um, around Shabbat Chanukah, if I'm not mistaken, or this conversation could have been around Shabbat Chanukah. I know something surrounds the idea of Chanukah, Parashat Ba'ashev, and uh, funny enough, that's exactly where we are right now in the calendar. Um, so it's Hashkech HaPratit that we're following on this Torah right now. Vayeshev Yaakov Be'eret Me'gure Aviv. So Rabbeinu quotes this verse. And Yaakov dwelled in the land of his father's sojournings. Canaan in the land of Canaan, where his father Yitzchak uh, lived, of course, for Yitzchak could not have left Eretz Canaan. As you know, he was in the status of Korban after the Akedah. After that, he could not leave the land. So, Rabenu quotes this verse. And this happened right around Parashat Ve'eshev. Um, so, it's Mamash, very precise to where we are right now. Um, Chanukah is approaching on Thursday night. God willing, that it should come upon us in peace. That we should enter the light of Chanukah with great um, Simcha. And with the proper vessel to accept that awesome Oraganus, which is accessible on that night through the, the Tzadik I met. So let's hop into it. Elet Rodot Yaakov Yosef. These are the generations of Yaakov Yosef. Ktiv, as it's written. So look, Rabban is going from one verse to the next here. This is the way it was written in the manuscript. Uh, the conversation obviously probably flew much, was flowing much more. But this is the way it was copied. So Rabbi Nathan is doing his best to. Um, to connect everything. Ktiv, it is written in Tehilim, Ragliya medave mishor bevakalim avarech Hashem. Ragliya medave mishor, my foot stands in a sound, in a sound place, in a strong place. Bevakalim avarech Hashem, in congregations, I bless Hashem. Now Rabban was going to connect. Ragel lo bechinat emuna. When it says Ragliya, my foot, what is Ragel, the concept of the foot? It's the aspect of faith, emuna. She'aleha omdim kol amidot v'chol ha-Torah kula. That upon faith, the concept of faith, all the traits and all the entire Torah stands upon it. is brought down in uh, several lessons of the Kutumah, lesson 10, um, lesson 10, section 10, also in volume 2 of the Kutumah, lesson 84, different lessons that discuss the importance of Emunah. And as it is written in the Gemara Makot, page 24a, that uh, different tzaddikim came um, throughout Jewish history and they they made the, the Torah stand on different principles until Chabakuk came and Chabakuk said that the entire Torah stands on one foot, on one principle. And what's that principle? The tzaddik lives by his faith. We see the concept of emunah. The emunah is the foundation of the entire Torah. For emunah is the foundation and the source of the entire Torah and all of divine service. 
וצריך שיהיה האמונה ברורה וזעקה בלי שום ערבוב. בדת אמונה needs to be completely clear, completely pure, without any admixture, without any mixture from, from a negative force. שלא תהיה בבחינת ערב, so that it is not in the concept of ערב, which is evening, where the clipot begin to roam the world. Emuna is the channel for all the influx and all the blessings. It says in Mishlet, The man of faith is abundant in blessings. So the man who has Emuna has many brachot. We see Emuna as a channel to is a channel for bracha. Blessing. And therefore, if God forbid there's skepticism or there's kfirot or atheism, these doubts, then the klipot, the evil forces, will take all that influx and all those blessings. For as it says in the verse in Tehilim, the reshaim go round about, they will go round and round. What are the reshaim we're talking about here? The wicked people. These are the the this these uh what do you call it? this this is the skepticism the doubts that plague a person's mind that surround holiness what's holiness we see that reshaim surrounds the holiness the entire idea of wickedness is that it it envelops holiness so that they cannot recognize it anymore as we're discussing it in uh that the yemeira are always surrounding the yemetov until you have the Ability to redeem the Yemetov, the days of good, from within the days of evil. We see here that the Rabbanu is saying in this category, in this, um, in this, uh, what do you call, in this idea, this subject here, atheism is constantly surrounding Emuna. This skepticism is constantly surrounding Emuna to prevent you from attaining the Emuna from it. Prevent, to prevent you from attaining the brachot, the blessings, and the shefa, the influx that a person gets through emunah. And therefore, when a person allows those atheistic thoughts to enter his mind, then he, then his emunah is blemished, God forbid. And therefore, by default, all that shefa and all those uh, those uh, blessings are taken from him because the way in which those blessings come are no longer valid. Emunah is the source, it's the vitality of all those blessings and that shefa. Now that the emunah is covered up, it has no more room to, to draw down that shefa tabracha. So if we allow these atheistic thoughts to plague our mind, then we prevent ourselves from receiving true blessing and true influx from Hashem. And Rabbeinu explains where that, pri- where that atheism comes from. And that atheism essentially comes to a person and confuses emunah thanks to pride. When a person falls into pride or arrogance, haughtiness, that is when that atheism, that skepticism comes in and uh, attacks his mind. And attacks that emunah. Because one who has um, this haughty spirit. Hashem Idbar says, I cannot dwell with the person who has who has who has who has a haughty spirit. I cannot dwell in the same world as a person who's arrogant, who's prideful. We see that pride makes you remove God from your life. Nimza, we find 
that through pride, God literally leaves you. And then atheism begins to come into your life. And what is this atheism? This, this um, skepticism, skepticism to whenever Hashem Bach leaves and now he hides his face from you. And that's what uh, Rabenu seems to focus on so much when it says, Anokhi astir et as, um, astir panay bayom ahu. Um, that Hashem Yitbar makes a promise to say, I will hide my face on that day. That day, of course, preceding the time of the coming of the Mashiach, where Rabenu says that the main test is going to be a test of Emunah. That those who will remain in Emunah, the world will be created just for them. That it's Mamash, the world was created just for the people that stand at the end of time who stay steadfast in the concept of Emunah faith. And Rabenu, of course, is saying that this Hastarat Panim, this um, concealment of God's face from us, is because of this pride. That we have pride. And we must get rid of that pride in order to attain that Emunah that we so long for. And a person needs to pay attention with an open eye. Rabbeinu talks about this in several lessons. About the open eye of Hashkacha. Lesson 13 discusses the eyes and Hashkacha. Uh, several different ideas. You need to pay attention with, an, with open eyes. To see your own loneliness. To look for your own loneliness. And to recognize the exaltedness of, of Hashem Yitbarach. Of God blessed be when you recognize how small you are vis-a-vis -vis God, then that emunah begins to come back and then you get, begin to get rid of your pride. And it's certain that whenever you recognize God's exaltedness, of course you will not fall into this concept of pride or later atheism. And through this, uh, and sorry, and this is through the concept of, of uh, looking at your own humility is only possible through Shabbat. By accepting the Shabbat with proper honor and the proper sanctity, this is how you allow yourself to attain true humility. And now Rabbanan is going to explain why, what this has to do with the eyes, the open eye that we're mentioning above, and what it has to do with Shabbat and humility. Shabbat represents the eye. That through Shabbat, a person merits to see his own lowliness, his humility, and the exaltedness of Hashem. For the Sheen of Shabbat, for the letter Shabbat is spelled uh, is made up of three letters. The Sheen, the Bet, and the Tav. The first letter, Sheen, has three heads. The letter Sheen has three heads, three uh, spikes. And these three spikes represent the three colors of the eye, as it brought down in the Zohar. Uvet. And whenever it says bat, the last two letters of the word Shabbat, you have the Shin and then you have the word bat. What is bat? bat ein. That bat represents the bat ein, the pupil of the eye. There's three colors of the eye and then there's the pupil, as the Zohar Kadosh says. And through this, a person merits to see his own humility, the concept of Shabbat. Because now your eyes are opened up to see properly in where you are, where you stand. Look in another place. Over there you'll see more about this. Look in lesson. Look in the first volume of Likut Moran. Lesson 79 over there mentions this exact idea. Rabbanu also has other lessons. Um, in which he discusses the concept of Shabbat. And how Shabbat gives you access to see your own humility. Um, 
as specifically he mentions the verse Shivu Ishtartav Alete Ishmim Komo Bayomashali, as it brought in Parashat Aman, um, the Parashat of the Mana, in which Hashem brings down the bread from the heaven. Over there, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people, each man shall sit below his place. Obviously, directive Hashem Yidbach is telling this to Moshe to tell the Jewish people, Shivu Ishtartav, each man shall sit Tartav in his place, but Tartav, we'll see what Rabbeinu says about it. No man shall leave his place on the seventh day. That is, of course, the Shabbat, day of Shabbat. Rabbeinu says, each man shall sit Tartav. It means below himself. Meaning, Rabbeinu says, true humility is whenever, not only when you're in the room and you're the, there's people bigger than you, that you look yourself below them. That's the first step. The second step is that people who are um, equivalent to you, you look at yourself below them. The third step of humility is that people who are um, below you, you look at yourself below them. And then the fourth step of humility, and I'm, I could be wrong on one of them, but I know the, the um, I, I believe it's almost this. I think it's this, if I'm not 100% accurate. And the fourth step, Rabbeinu says, is that... Um, sit below your place. Meaning what? The fourth step of humility is that even where you think you are, recognize that you're below that. Where you think you stand spiritually, understand that you are below the spiritual rung in which you think you are standing at right now. And that, of course, those four levels of humility represent the three colors of the eye and the pupil, which is the idea of Shabbat. So this is why no man shall leave his place on the day of Shabbat. Meaning what? Don't leave your place. Meaning sit below your place. Sit below where you think you are. And that is how you attain true humility. That is very possible only through Shabbat. As it says on the seventh day, no man shall leave his place. Meaning Shabbat puts things into perspective and it makes you realize where you stand and how low you are. Nimtza, we find. We see that through the guarding of Shabbat, when a person keeps Shabbat, he's saved from pride. And then a person merits faith, as we mentioned above. This is what the Chachamim say in the Gemara Shabbat. Everyone who keeps Shabbat, even if Anyone who guards the Shabbat according to the law, according to the law, the, the laws of the Torah, even if he serves idols, like the generation of Enosh, he is forgiven for sins. That's what it's in the Gemara Shabbat. For Shabbat is able to atone or to make you be forgiven for sins, even the sins of idol worship. Because through Shabbat you essentially break and you nullify the atheism or those, uh, those, um, that skepticism. Which is the concept of And through Shabbat a person merits faith. So now we can understand a, a deeper aspect of this Gemara Shabbat, that when you keep Shabbat, according to the Halakha, this subdues the Avodah Zarah which you have fallen into, and therefore you're forgiven for it, for you're repairing the Avodah Zarah and its source, that's how you do it, through Shabbat. So we'll pause here for now, and God willing we'll finish off this conversation 261 in the next episode, but we see here the importance of Shabbat, has Shabbat um, gives us emunah and emunah subdues that pride of course bring us all the blessings and all the shefa that we need so God willing we should keep the Shabbat um, and attain our humility through that um, enabling us to attain true faith and and uh, 
and uh, accepting all the brachot and the shefa that Hashem has in store for us. God willing. That's it for today, and uh, we'll stop here. Bezrat Hashem.